can, can I get a little hallelujah if you're happy to be in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah. Oh, come, come, come on, somebody. I said, can I get a hallelujah if you're happy to be in the King of Kings presence? If you're happy to be in the house of your Father. We have a few needs we're going to take here before the Lord. And I believe, I mean, pastor, call me crazy, but I believe that these needs are going to get met. Yes. Is that wild? I mean, because from what I'm familiar with, this might be wrong. My theology might be off. But what I'm familiar with is the same God that helped Daniel in the lion's den is still the same God that I serve. Come on. Oh, oh, if that's not good enough for you, the same God that I served was the same God that David used to overcome the Goliath that was in front of him right then, a giant. Is that, is, is this, this isn't good enough. So let me show you one more story. The same God that helped his children get out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of addiction, and led them through a sea, parted it wide open, and gave them a path. That's the God that I still serve. Come on, somebody. So when I tell you I'm believing that these needs will be met, it's not just something I'm saying. It's something I genuinely believe with the faith that all I have. So let's mention them. Sister Joanne Fryer, Randall Clark, Brother Dickey, Steve Crawford, Erlene Edwards, John Roberts, Eileen Lehman, Steve Moncris, Kyle Sanders, and Wendy May. And even if your need isn't up on this sheet of paper, I'm believing that if you have a need here today, that need can also be met. It doesn't have to be mentioned because that same God that has all the power to control all of those circumstances is the same God that knows what you're battling with right here. So it doesn't need to be mentioned in the house of the Lord, but I do believe in enacting on our faith. And so whenever we open this up in just a few seconds, our ministers will anoint you with oil and what you're doing is enacting your faith. And you're saying, God, I'm not mentioning my need here today, but I'm stepping out in faith, believing and trusting in you. And the song just talking about praise, it tells us in Psalms 22, 3, he inhabits the praise of his people. So whenever you decide to praise in the storm, whenever you decide to praise in the valley, whenever you're outnumbered, what you're doing is enacting the faith. And whenever you praise in a storm, God can't help but see his child in distress. God can't help but see, hey, my, my, my son, my daughter needs a little bit of help right now. So whenever you step out in faith, God inhabits your praise. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And if you have any need, any need at all, I urge you to step out in faith and our ministers will anoint you with oil and they'll pray with you and for you. Jesus, like I already mentioned, we are believing in your power here today, God. We are believing with every ounce of fiber that we have in us. With every amount of faith. I know you just said we needed faith the size of a mustard seed. But God, we're coming with you with all of our faith. We're coming with you with all of our belief. We're bringing you all of our problems. All of our troubles. All of our struggles. 
Jesus and I believe with my brothers and sisters here today that you're going to meet some needs here today Lord we plead the blood of Jesus over our lives and we ask that your will would be done in our lives in your great name Amen
time to even consider turning around. It's time to push the pedal to the metal and let's accelerate our walk with God like never before. I've noticed that when runners and cars, horses, they save that energy right to the end to really, really give it their best. This morning we are preparing to receive our tithes and offering because the last Sunday of each month, that is what we do. Recently, you know that we have had four missionaries come through here. We had the Lucases in Japan, the Wickets in Fiji and Solomon Island. We had the Robinsons in Turkey, and recently we had the Tingleys going to Haiti. So several of these missionaries stressed how important that Bible schools were to share the gospel because our nationals... They know the customs, the culture, the language, and they can, when they are properly trained, they can go out into their countries and minister and take this gospel. And at General Conference, they talked about the fact that presently we have 490 international Bible colleges. Isn't that amazing? We have 10,000 students that annually attend these Bible colleges and every year they have 3,000 graduates. Isn't that totally amazing? When we received our Mother's Memorial offering in July, a number of you, particularly a lot of you men, gave $200 to support one of these foreign students. So thank you so very, very much. What I would like us to do right now is to stand and I would like us to do a focused prayer over the teachers and the instructors that are in these 490 Bible college. I want you to pray that they will be encouraged, anointed, that they will be, be strengthened physically and emotionally and spiritually. So right now, can we pray for the people Right now, they're in these 490 colleges teaching students that are going to take this gospel out. 
This morning, God, we bring before your throne all of the teachers, the instructors that are teaching in these 490 Bible colleges. We pray, God, that they will be strengthened physically and emotionally, spiritually. We pray, God, that they will have an anointing upon their lives to plant this gospel, this truth in the hearts of young students that will carry it to places that our missionaries could never, ever go. In Jesus' name. Now can we pray for those students that are in those 490 colleges that they will be anointed and strengthened, that they will love truth, and that God's protection will be over their lives as they go into these areas where we cannot send missionaries. God, this morning we bring all of our students before your throne. All of the students that are in these foreign Bible colleges God, I pray the truth will be planted in their hearts. We plead the blood of Jesus over their lives that they will be protected when they go into areas that our missionaries are not able to go into. May the power and anointing of God be upon their lives. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And if you do not personally support one of our 50 missionaries on the wall in the foyer. We do have several that need, uh, that need partners. As we close and get ready to take this offering, tithes and offering, let's pray for those that are on our wall out there, all of our missionaries that we support. In the name of Jesus Christ, we plead your blood over all of our missionaries that our church is supporting. May the peace of God, may the peace, power, and protection of God be upon their lives every day. May they know that there are people in America that love them, appreciate them, and are supporting them through prayer and finances in Jesus' name. Sunday morning offering. God bless this offering. Bless each and every individual here. Have your way through the rest of this service and guide and protect those here and those who were unable to make it in your name, Jesus. On a hill far away stood an old rugged
same Jesus is alive in your breath the next breath says God is still alive the next thought gives credentials to a choice of which spirit that we are going to allow dominate our future we are a spiritual creature and we have a lot of emotions and those emotions typically come via the thoughts that we accept in our life and so it is imperative that we have ministry prayer lives studies of the Word of God to keep our thoughts aligned with His. You and I both know that gasoline and water are both liquids. They can fit into your gas tank and one will give you power. And the one will give you a feeling that you filled your tank up. But knowledge says you're not going far. Because the way of the world is sin. The thoughts of carnal life will not give you the power source of a great marriage, of a great child-parent relationship, and of a knowledge that if we die, we shall live again. And those who chose the river of life or the Holy Spirit will come out of the grave and fly away with a whole new body. But all you have to do is read Luke 16. The other still lives also. In hell, he lift up his eyes. You can still see. In hell, he could pray. And he got through to heaven. But the voice was not one of gratitude. It was one of reminding him of memories that were yet lingering. Your life is an eternal life. And the thing that we preach here and teach here is about Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of all sin. It's one of the greatest joys I ever had to preach a Christ that can do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think 
but he does put in parenthesis according to the power that worketh in us. And so he, he doesn't leave anything out. He says, let me tell you, there's, there's two things that you can lean on. You can lean on flesh or you can lean on the name of Jesus, the Word of God, and the blood and the rat resurrection. I want us to pray as we enter into this lesson. This is a very serious lesson. Uh, before we let me let me tell you remind you of a story that I have told many times over and it's going to sort of break into a little more of a humor in one sense but it's uh, one of the men in our church in Ohio his brother was having lots of back trouble and went to the doctor and the doctor said to him as he reached under the gown and grabbed his stomach and started massaging it he said you you don't have a real problem other than all this fat and he said if you want to get rid of your back problem you gotta and he's just massaging that old boy Mr. Spriggs and you know what he got rid of his back problem because somebody told him the truth. It's a wonderful thing to know. It's not always wonderful to know the path. It's not always glorious to think how it should happen. But I quote again to you, if any man will be my disciple. He must crucify the flesh and the lusts thereof and take up his cross and follow me. Had I not ever took up the cross, I could not testify about the power of the cross. But I promise you the power of the cross has afforded this daddy, this citizen, this husband, this messenger has afforded me more than I could ever do when I was a lineman for the phone company, when I rebuilt cars, when I did all kind of house building, building a life, hooking people up, repairing the system, called out at night, three o'clock in the morning because a truck hit a telephone wire and nobody had abilities. I stood there and looked and thought, man, how in the world did I get up into so many areas of life that are so powerful, so wonderful. I encourage you today, don't you get down on yourself one more day Look up. Jesus is looking down. Hook up to truth and hook up to the spirit of truth and your life, not overnight, will gradually grow. The book says it so easily. Grow in grace and in knowledge. Grace 
teaches us knowledge to perform life on the highest level. So would you lead us in one more little song or chorus as we pray? You just sing and everybody's going to pray. God, give me what I need this month, this week. That's it. Just sort of pray as you hear the music. God's been watching you all week. He's been wanting to bless you. He's here to receive the heavy load. He's here to give you wealth of wisdom. One more time now, if you would feel to join with her and sing it. So Cherish that old rugged cross. A load of sins. Left a load of regrets. Thank God I got them left there. Oh, thank you for Why don't we clap our hands to the Lord? I'm going to be slow with bursting speeds of 15 or 20 words a minute up to 100. Luke 1 and 69. And hath raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And, and just for those of you that may not have this realization, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John develop your faith. The book of Acts is where you engage your faith. The book of Romans through Judas where you manage your faith. And the book of Revelation is the results of your faith. And it makes it a lot easier. And we have a, a paper out in the lobby that, that you can look at and, and retain that realization because it, it helps you to understand what to expect out of that particular wealth of wisdom that is given in the Bible. Uh, and so all the book of uh, the word of the Lord is true. But knowing where it fits in is sort of like knowing where to put a door or how to cook a cake. So in Luke, we're dealing with the raising up of your faith. Luke 1 and 75, he introduces power sources in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Verse 76, and thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And then watch verse 77. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. When we talk about being baptized 
and being filled with the Holy Ghost, we are dealing with the intimacy of what faith is designed to produce. Being born again of the water and the Spirit, John 3 and 3 and 5. John chapter 3, verse 3, verse 5, verse 7. All help you in the realization of the transition from carnal concepts. Now, don't get frustrated because that a lot of people can quote the Bible, but they just don't live it. I have met so many people that could quote Scripture, but they just didn't have the power to live it. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. How many of you have ever seen maybe what we would call a timid, feminine lady when she got her feelings hurt? She could be a raging riot. The Spirit empowers us in both levels. When you get enough hate going, you can get a gun and kill somebody knowing there's a good chance you'll go to the penitentiary. When you get enough love, you will give of yourself until you pull them out of their situation. That's what Jesus did. God so loved the world that he gave and he came and he died to get me and you steps to get to glory. It's not a minuscule thing or minimum excitement or a minimum moment. I have seen people that think they can drown their horrors and their nightmares in drugs and in drunkenness and in hate schemes. They think they can get rid of things by killing somebody that hurt their feelings or hurt their life. Just don't happen. That's why Luke 16 is such an imperative to read and study because you'll know where you live in proximity to what you could have. In hell, he could still lift up his eyes. He prayed in hell, send somebody to my family. You'll get conscious of wanting to help somebody but you just can't get out. You don't want to leave this earth without your hand in the hand of the resurrection. You don't want to walk out of this world without walking into kingdom life. And that's what Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all four witness the life of Jesus. The book of Acts is where you integrate your life into the life of Jesus. And Romans through Jude is where you re follow the path of righteousness and kingdom and joy and peace. And there you can find a place in the worst of situations to praise the name of the Lord because you know I'm coming out. I'm not staying in here. I've got a door and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the light. And no man comes to the source but by him. The word father just means source. How many sources do we have here today? Would you stand? Father, if you've birthed a kid, 
Look at it. Give these guys a hand clap. We're going to have another Father's Day sometime. Yeah. See, Father just means source. Son in redemption, but Jesus, the mighty God in him. That's why you want to read Isaiah 9 and 6. God is and God was. And in Jesus Christ dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's why the, it's important to study the Word of God. And so in this setting, we are looking at give knowledge of salvation in verse 77 unto his people by the remission of sins. When you get baptized according to Acts where the action takes place of faith, then you are baptized in the name of Jesus. And that is Acts 2, uh, 37 and 38. It's not hard to find it. It is right there. Acts 1 and 8 says you shall receive power after you do that. Now the power is the Spirit of God or the power of God unto salvation. It's not going to force you. You don't have to worry about it. If you don't want it after you get it, just turn it loose. God will never confine you to his plan. But he is the door. He is the way. And you have the choice of praying yourself into that door, into that wisdom, into that knowledge. And that's where obedience comes. And when you follow him, do we have a millionaire that would mind not standing? I mean, that would mind standing right now or not mind standing right now and let me follow you? If you're sitting close to a millionaire, don't say anything. We don't want to embarrass people that's got... Uh, let's say, is there anybody that's got $100 on you? That you would not mind me following you? Okay, Brother Gary, and you, you win. <laughs> His dad was one of my greatest favorite old-timers. Okay, just walk us around the building. I like to follow money people. I like to follow people that's got good sense when it comes to raising animals. I like to follow people that care about their kids. I like to follow people that think about life and give of themselves. And they are considerate about the pitiful, the powerless. I like following Jesus because he cared. And you represent him well, Brother Jackson. Your grandma, your dad, we all have a great appraisal of them. Thank you for helping. Who are you following? You think Elvis Presley's going to get you out of a grave? Do you think all of that long-haired hippie junk going on with all that rhythm? I've seen them do it. And then they make fun of us for doing it. I'm going to heaven. Gonna go there when I die. I'm going 
sweet, sweet by and by. Angels take my order for a mansion and a crown and write my name in that book of life. Whatever I have to do, I'm glad to repent. I'm glad to get baptized in the name of Jesus. I'm glad to talk in a heavenly language. I'm glad to get a renewing of the spirit. Oh, I wish somebody that's praising him would like to get up and praise him right now with a loud voice. Clap your hands, all you people, he said. He loves it. He's looking at the service right now. He is rejoicing with us. Well, I have to speed up a little of this. Uh, going to last till next Sunday. Verse 78 says, through the tender mercy of our God. This is Luke 1. The tender mercy of our God. Whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. When, when you take these scriptures and you do with it what you do with your food, you chew on it. That is called meditation. That's where you relive it in your digestive, spiritual digestive system. And that's called meditation. Meditation is thinking on a thought until you literally squeeze the spirit of that thought. The spirit that created it. Uh, let's reverse that. You could reach back three years ago and remember something somebody did to you and start squeezing on that thought and you'd get angry all over again. You'd get disappointed all over again in your own self. That's why it's so imperative to have ministry because he said when you confess your faults, I will put them as far as the east is from the west and you won't even have to be able to work worry with them anymore because I will erase the spirit of it and all you'll have is a memory of what happened but you won't be angry and you won't be laid out for days wishing my God I wish I'd have not done that you will enjoy knowing that he who hath made you has freed you from the law of sin and death and you're free to enjoy life in supremacy it's not about how many times you go to church. It's what you get when you get there. It's not about whether the noise level was as high as a high rock and roll music. Why is it that the people that go out and commit fornication and adultery and all that from all that music that they get involved in are never criticized hardly except the one they did wrong to? And then we criticize somebody. Ah, goodness, brother Cody, can you imitate your dad for a minute? Just shout a little down here. Come on, you're getting there, brother. 
I've watched him do it a lot of times, and it thrills me every time I see it. Go ahead, just cut loose. That's right. This is a practice session. Man, I'm telling you, he's got it down to a science, don't he? I'm ready to go, hallelujah. There's a victory in this place today. There is a joy in this place today. There is an excitement in this place today. But here's the beauty of it. When you get home and your memory starts reliving it, you're going to start feeling a little better about life. Because here's what, thank you, Brother Cody. Here's what the scripture says about hope. Hope maketh not a shame. You can be glad I got clothes on today because if I go on much further. You would see how shameful I really am. But hope. The blood covers my history. And here's the horror. Anybody that goes down and gets my history and they go start talking about it, they got to live with it. That's why you don't want to be talking about anybody else. Because if they ever got rid of it, They're not living in it. You take the authority to live in their weakness of years gone by. But Jesus said, I'll take your sins and I'll remove them as far as the east is from the west and you will never have to be worried about your history. I am the great I am. I am the deliverer. I am the savior. I am yours. Oh, I wish somebody'd stand up and praise him like he deserves it right now. I got rid of a big load. I got rid of a whole lot of junk. I got rid of a load of a lot of history. That's why he says, confess your sins. Confession is taking all of the ugly and not telling neighbors, but take it to the cross. And we call it repentance. That's where Acts 2 and 38 is led by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, develop your faith. And by living that faith, you find yourself repenting. God, I'm giving you my history. I am sorry that I lived on that level. But today, I'm walking out of that chamber. I am walking into your mercy. I am walking into your grace. 
Somebody tell your neighbor, grace is a teacher. I'm going to let you teach me how to really live this new life. I'm going to let you teach me how to treat my neighbor. I'm going to let you teach me how to love those that are really not worth it. But because you loved me when I wasn't worth it, I want you to know I'm going to let your spirit dominate my thoughts. And I am going to forgive them before they ask. And I am going to love them because you loved me. And I want to be one with you. When you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, that is an act of faith that you will never forget as long as you live. If you just do it because it's a Pentecostal thing, that's one thing. But when you understand that by faith we are baptized into one body, and that is the body of Christ Jesus. That's called the kingdom of God. That's called the kingdom that is from everlasting to everlasting. It is not a place where it's a, just an event. No, 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 no. When you, by faith, are baptized into the name of Jesus, you, by the authority of his blood, his resurrection, and the powers he used by the name to create demons to run and healings in the bodies of others, ladies and gentlemen, why would anyone not want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? There's no authority in the term father. There is no authority in the term son. You could cash a million dollar check or try to with the word father, son, or Holy Ghost on it and you wouldn't get any banker to give you a dime. But you give the name of Cochran on it and you could cash a hundred dollar check any week. Is that right, Joe? That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not fooling with games. We are Moving into the authority kingdom where demons can't get to you, where demons can only tantalize you and run around out there and say, I'm going to get you. And all you got to do is call on the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, the demons are going to flee. I'm going to tell you, you begin to praise the name of Jesus and angels of God are going to surround you. When you begin to praise and worship God, the glory, the light drives darkness out the door. That's why you want to be a worshiper. That's why you want to praise him with all of your heart. So my and strength. I don't want any room for shadows. I don't want any room for darkness. I don't want any room for pitifulness. I have seen too many people go to church to go to church to go to church to go to church and never change. But if you're planning on being changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye, you want to make it a habit to grow a little bit, even if it's one centimeter. Read the Word of God and let it fall into you and then meditate. Meditate is digestive system. That's where you take the visible or the realization and you begin to let it get into your cranium and into your spirit. Loving your neighbor and forgiving your neighbor, it ought to be a wonderful, easy thing. Brother Sterling, would you come help me?
Okay. <laughs> it's going to work a lot better. Your sins will capture you and take you back to places if you don't tie up to the cross and you tie up to your friends that were with you when you sinned. He's not about not caring about your friends. He just says, says, don't fellowship with darkness. Because here's the problem. When you join rank and file with people that are living in darkness, the shadows start getting you. That's why you want to forgive others before they ask. Turn yourself loose from people that might would take you down a wrong road just of thinking. I have seen in my pastoral years men and women alike who thought they could play games with others, male playing games with other females and their sins drug them out of their marriage into a relationship that God calls adultery or fornication. You don't want to do anything but tie yourself to that cross. And that's why he says it more than once. If any man will be my disciple, take up the cross. But the cross will always remind you why you don't do this and you don't act like that. When you take up the cross, it's just hard to do anything but love the lost, to love the feeble, to love your family. Love never faileth. Love suffers long and is with kindness. Love never fails. Love your neighbor. Love your enemies. Love never fails. Never fails at what? It never fails to bring God into their world. Because God is love. You can't separate God from love. He is love. And when you love somebody that has needs, you put your arms around them and say, God is going to heal you. Does anybody feel the glory of the Lord in this house right now? There is something rich happening here today. I don't mind telling you, 
I'm sure a whole lot of what's happening in my heart today comes from four days and seven and a half preachers. The half was me preaching to myself. I had to tell myself over and again, don't you forget that. You let that get inside you. You let that cause the course of your life to be what it needs to be. To give those beautiful people in Paris, Texas, a preacher that loves them with his heart, soul, and strength. That will give them a way when there seems to be no way. That will love them when they don't feel like they can be worthy of love. I'm telling you, I've been washed this past week. I have listened to some of the greatest preaching at General Conference this week. My wife will tell you it's been one of the most wonderful conferences. Thank you for sending me. But I hope to God you get some of the benefit from it. That the river don't stop over at the parsonage. That it comes across this pulpit for the next several months. I may not remind you that it came from conference but I tell you I plan on doing a lot more worship. I plan on doing a lot more dancing. I plan on doing a lot better preaching. I plan on reaching the lost. I have been recharged. Not going to take much more time to let the musicians come. My heart is so full not just you that are here there are so many people hurting starving they are so malnourished that your feeble witness could be the drink of water could be the bread of life when you study the word saved you find one of the most beautiful scriptures we are saved by hope hope maketh not a shame see when you look at the word saved you, you, you have to ask yourself these questions what am I being saved from and what am I being saved into? Otherwise, you just use the generic word saved. And then if you're not careful, you put yourself in the heaven on your own. No, no, no. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But faith says, lead me. Or I will lead you. And then he really gets deep with it. Fathers, teach your children. You can't make them do anything, but you can teach them. My dad was one of the greatest preachers, but he couldn't make me live for God. But between him and mother, he kept me alive enough. one day I looked up and I said Jesus I don't care what anybody says I'm going to follow you now please don't misunderstand me I've stumbled I have fallen 
not been perfect in following him. But I got up again because somebody kept preaching to me. Preach on, preacher. You may build my faith in getting up again. And hopefully today I am here doing that for somebody. I am here today for one reason. Jesus couldn't be here in flesh, so he sent me. And I know I'm not the greatest one, but I am telling you about him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. He's in the house. Could we stand? And those of you that would like to renew your vow and commit to him, it would be good for you these next six or seven minutes to slip down to the altar. You say, Pastor, I can do it at the bench. I know that. But there's something about moving out that transitions you into something. And so I encourage you while they sing. Now, if you want the Holy Ghost or if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, we've got the water ready and we've got a nice warm place with waterproof gowns to fit anybody but I hope to God we never repeat an athletic performance more than we do a church service I hope to God we never applaud a person that can carry the ball hit the ball or throw it more than we do telling our friends about what God's doing in our life daily because you're avoiding hell every day because he don't want you going to heaven. Would somebody travail for our city, for our county, for when Zion, the church, travails, sons and daughters will be born. Oh, that's it, singing. Please don't claim to love the lost if you can't pray for them right now. If you can't travail over our city, don't pretend to be a recipient. You're right, I am going to preach it hard. I don't want anybody being lost. Oh!
scripture and come early for prayer every service when Zion travails sons and daughters shall be born been way too long since we had a harvest of souls we've had a few here there and yonder but when Zion don't travail don't expect newborns when Zion travails sons and daughters shall be born it's got to get in our spirit the conference this past week promoted that particular event I will not fail and just go to conference on your dollars and not come home and give you what the conference provided that's why I go I love you you don't have to wait till the prayer room travail in your car travail in your house